This is Motorcycle Watch, the podcast for motorcyclists and the people who love them. Motorcycle Watch, presented by Mac, the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign. All right, kickstands up, let's go. Welcome back to the national headquarters of the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign. I'm Scotty Drake, alongside Bob Courtney and this is episode number six of Motorcycle Watch. And they thought it would never last. That's right. <laughs> we fooled them, didn't we? <laughs> yes, yes, we did. This should be a very interesting few minutes because coming up, I've got a guest who's going to talk about the ins and outs of maintaining a motorcycle. First, though, listen, if you missed any of the previous five episodes of Motorcycle Watch, it's easy to get caught up. Uh, what you do is go to the website the website of the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign, which is MACORG, M-A-C-O-R-G, MACORG.com. At the top right of the screen, click on blog. At or near the top of the page is a blog called Mac Has a New Podcast. Click on Read More, and it'll take you to my blog with links to all five of our previous Motorcycle Watch podcasts. All right? Very good. Now... Virtually everybody who rides a motorcycle must have faced this question at least once in his or her life. And that question is, what is the right way, and maybe even what is the wrong way, to take care of your bike? And who better to answer these questions than the owner of Road Dog Customs in Prairieville, Louisiana, Rob Rangel. Welcome. Hey, thank you, Scott. Good to have you here. First, let's get some background. Um, Rob, you look like a guy who spent most of his life in the saddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, did, how did it all start for you, and how did you get involved with motorcycle maintenance? Well, my passion for motorcycles, I'm uh, about to turn 66 this year. My passion for motorcycles started when I was at a young age of 17 years old, and I was introduced to a bunch of long-haired leaping gnomes at that time, and I just thought, man, these guys are cool. So I bought my first Harley in 1976, uh, and what I, was it? It was a it was an XLCH. It was a Sportster. Um, and then eight eighty three or twelve hundred. It was back then they were twelve hundred. Okay, but it was an old iron head, and I customized it. You know, within the first six months, I had it down in the frame, put it back together. I did it Arlen Ness Digger style, which for the those of you who don't know, um, look it up because it's a really cool style of bikes, um, and from there I bought a panhead basket case and some shovel heads and. Then I got my first Evo, and just it just goes on and on and on to where I'm at right now with a, a Milwaukee 8, 124, 150 horsepower with uh, my Waze app and my Apple CarPlay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody where you're located exactly. We are uh, located on Highway 44 in Prairieville, Louisiana, uh, right across the street from DeLon's Hardware, in case you're not familiar with the area. Uh, we are open from 9 in the morning till 6 at night, five days a week. We do do some... Uh, drop-offs and pickups on the weekends. Depending on your schedule, we try to work around it. Uh, and if you haven't heard of us, then, I don't know, you must be living under a rock or something. <laughs> Road Dog, R-O-A-D-D-A-W-G. D-A-W-G, baby. Thank you. I don't want to just ask you, how do you care for a motorcycle? So let's go back to what I alluded to a couple of minutes ago. Is there a right way and a wrong way to care for your bike? Of, of course, it's just like anything else. Uh, if you have, uh, you have a pool, you have to take care of it the right way, or you can't swim in it. If you have a dog, you have to train it and, and take care of it. Motorcycles are the same way. 
And the problem with motorcycles is it's a weekend for most people. It's a weekend passion. So it sits in the garage all by itself, pissed off because nobody loves it. And then you get out there on Saturday and expect this thing to just do what you want it to do. Well, it's a Harley. It has a heart. It has a soul. Um, as far as what you should be doing is, first of all, these new bikes are so technological. They have a draw on the battery, okay, from the ECM to the BCM to the radio. So if you just ride your bike every couple of weeks and you expect it to start, it may not. Um, so the best thing you can do, the first rule of maintenance is to maintain your battery. Um, you can buy an inexpensive trickle charger is what they call them. All of the bikes from 2014 up actually are pre-wired for uh, a trickle charger. And just when you're not riding the bike, plug it in and you'll have a lot less problems. You know, what I hear the most is uh, the bike's been sitting for two years or I let it sit for two weeks and it didn't start. Um, you know, or I started up every once in a while, you know, <laughs> um, that, that doesn't work. You know, yeah. you know, the, Main thing is get out and ride it. Yeah, you'll have a lot less. I want to. I want to get in depth in that subject in just a second. But you know, we often hear hear the term routine maintenance. Right. What is routine maintenance for a motorcycle? And does the average rider need any special skills to to perform it? Well, Scotty, what I hear a lot from my customers is I do my own service. Um, like, well, what do you? Oh, I change my own oil. That's fine for your car. Okay, what we do is every 5,000 miles is we do a three fluid change, we check your brake fluid, we service your battery, we get it up on a lift table where it can fully inspect your tires, um, you know, and look for problems before they start. Yes, I, I really like customers that, that take uh, some of this maintenance on themselves, but it's like anything else. This is a motorcycle, you have two wheels. I'd much prefer it if you would bring it to a professional. And it doesn't have to be me, okay? Just just get it into a qualified shop every 5,000 miles and have somebody take a good look at it, you know? Does that 5,000 miles, that's for everybody, or does it depend on how how the bike is ridden? Well, with the, with the advantages of the synthetic fluids they have right now, you can actually go 5,000 miles in between service intervals. Now, we're not going to get into what the motor company and, and what my shop dictates as, as what maintenance should be, um, but... Uh, the fact is, uh, every 5,000 miles, all three fluids should be changed. Uh, it's real crucial on these new bikes that brake fluid gets checked uh, because all these bikes have ABS. And the advantage of when they went to DOT4, it holds a much higher temperature threshold, but it absorbs water. And when it absorbs water, it starts to deteriorate. So whenever you bring your bike into our shop for service, we have a tester. We test the, the integrity of your brake fluid. And uh, that's one of the main things. And just, you know, as a responsible owner, it's up to you to take a good look at your bike. Just as simple, Scotty, as checking your tire pressure. You know, the nice thing is now Harley is they're making them more like cars, okay? The, the new bikes have tire pressure monitor systems, which is a great thing because half the bikes I have that come in my shop, I go to push them, I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know, you got eight pounds in the front and 12 in the back, that's still not 40. Um, so, you know, check, you know, and it's, it's hard to find any place where you can check your own tire pressure. Um, not like the old days where they actually had gas stations, but, you know, tire pressure, um, just, just take a, a overall look at your bike 
And just remember, your motorcycle is not your car, okay? We get in our cars, we turn them on, and we put it in reverse and pull out the driveway. Your motorcycle is an air-cooled or water-cooled, but basically it's an air-cooled motor. It needs to develop some heat before you take off. So what I tell people is change your habits as far as what you do. When you get in your car, yeah, you turn the radio on and you go. When you get on your bike, start it up. Don't blip the throttle. I know that's <laughs> going to kill some of you, but don't blip the throttle, okay? Then put your glasses on. Then put your gloves on. Then put your jacket on. All of the approved riding stuff. Put your helmet on, okay? And then give it a minute, you know? Nobody likes to be woken up in the morning with a cold bucket of water, unless you're in the Marines, okay? <laughs> then you get used to it after a while, but it's still not good. If, if I could... Um and I, I know you got some uh, other questions, Scotty. But you know, you talked about tire pressure, but checking your your tires themselves are, right. is important because, and not just how much tread you have left, because sometimes cracks can develop in your tires exactly. that can be yeah. old and things like that. So you really need to inspect those things. Yeah, and the way the proper way to inspect it, you can't. You know, it's parked in your garage. Most bikes have the longer fender, so you see about uh, a twentieth of your tire. You know, when we bring it in our shop, it goes onto a lift table. Both wheels get uh, get raised off the ground, and we do a 360 inspection. You know, because I have so many customers. I just had a tire put on two weeks ago, and it, and it keeps losing air. Okay, of course, I screwed up, right? No, you ran over a nail, okay? Right. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I hate that, but it, that, that's what happens. But, yeah, a true tire inspection, it's 360 degrees. You know, not just the thread depth and not just, and, and another important thing is I get so many people lately that have bikes, like 2003, 2005, you know, it's only got 3,000 miles on it. Well, those tires are 18 years old, okay? You know, I mean, what I go by is five years, you know, the different manufacturers and different, you know, companies will tell you, but after five years, you know, that's when... They, you should change them. I, you know, I don't know how many tires I've changed on older bikes that still have the little thingies on them, mm -hmm. but they're still old, you know, and, you know, they deteriorate. It's a rubber, you know. So w when people say, well, they're, you know, they're, the, the tires are good, I said, no, they're, they're 15 years old. We need to change them. You only have two wheels. And like I tell people, you have two wheels and you have one butt, okay? Which one do you want to hit the ground? <laughs> true, true. Good point. Rob, I, I have um, an 05 Road King. Mm -hmm. Technologically, how different is my bike from today's bike? Well, your bike, the 05, is, um, is the older version. Not that there's anything wrong with it. it it's a three-point motor mount system. It was basically, like I tell people, it's a big, fat FXR. Okay, the same principle on the chassis. Um, and it has the twin cam motor, which... There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Actually, still has. It's an 05, so it still has the Harley Davidson's five-speed. Mm -hmm. Okay, which there's nothing wrong with, um, and it's it's a good bike. It just it doesn't matter how old the bike is. It matters how well you maintain it. Um, so 05 doesn't bother me at all. What what 05 bothers is a lot of the corporate companies who consider that an old bike and they won't work on it. Um, but that's for another podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. no, I was just wondering because you were you were talking about tire sensors and and 
the technology is so much different, and I'm wondering how far behind the times am I? Well, I mean, Harley did leaps and bounds to keep up with technology, you know, and a lot of it had to do with uh, just a simple fact of they changed the, uh, the regiment on their services. You know, the older bikes, it was a 500-mile service, and then they took input as far as cost of ownership. Now, this is a motorcycle, okay? You know, it's not your car. You know, at 500 miles on a brand-new engine, I want the oil out of there. But Harley decided to go to 1,000 miles. They decided to change their service interval for 5,000 miles on engine oil and 10,000 miles on a transmission. Um, you know, and can you do that? Yes. On the older bikes, it's, it's just more where you want to get into a regiment and keep it that way. You know, you don't want to you don't want to vary from it. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, 05s. I mean, I'm shit. I'm a panhead guy, bro. You know, what I mean, it's you know, when when they came out with the twin cam, I was like, wow, now I can go any place I want. You know, <laughs> let's let's go back and talk about when you can't ride for a while and you you just can't. Right. I'm sure everybody's had something go wrong. You you break a finger. You can't squeeze the the clutch lever. Your boss sends you to the plant in Des Moines, Iowa. For three months, and you, you, you can't ride. You end up in the hospital with back surgery, and you're out for 12 weeks. What do we do with our bike when we just can't ride? Well, one of the main things is to not leave it outside um, because we live in Louisiana, okay? Uh, first thing is try to keep it in. It doesn't necessarily have to be climate-controlled, but just out, not outdoors, in your garage. Under your carport doesn't qualify, even with a car cover, because things get under there but basically try to keep it the old days we just pulled it in the house it was no big deal (laughs) but nowadays if you have a garage put it in there if you have a storage unit put it in there someplace that's out of the elements the second thing is with the problems with the new fuels we have with ethanol it used to be you could leave a tank of gas for about a year and it'd be okay but with the ethanol content it starts to break down relatively quick so I tell people, if you're going to leave it for a prolonged period of time, keep the tank full. Because I get so many customers that come in there and it's been sitting for six months, a year, whatever, and they, and they ran it bone dry, and now you have condensation, and then it cools off and condensation, and it starts to rot the inside of the tank. Um, so that would be the second thing, keep it full. And the third thing with people, they always say, well, I started up once a week. That's not going to cut it, okay? It takes about 10 miles for your bike's engine and your oil to reach the proper temperature so that the detergent properties in your 2050 oil start to work. So if you just start it up and shut it off and run five minutes, that's actually worse than not running it at all. So once again, get out there and ride it. But if you absolutely can't ride it, as I mentioned earlier, get a good quality they're inexpensive. Motorcycle battery tender, the trickle charger, they call it. Plug it in, cover it up, uh, go out there once in a while, and, and if you can, ride it. If not, just, uh, just know that with a full tank of gas, you have a lot less problems with the internals as far as the fuel pump and, the, and everything else, all the parts. What about uh, fuel stabilizers? Fuel stabilizers will work. I would suggest it, especially if you know you're going to be storing it for a while. It doesn't hurt. Let's put it that way. Okay. Good tip. In your experience, 
with dealing with the public, are there any popular misconceptions about fixing, maintaining, or even customizing a motorcycle? Well, unfortunately, we live in the uh, YouTube era, mm-hmm. uh, and there is YouTube certified mechanics out there. Um, <laughs> look, I, like I tell people, man, you know, if you, uh, you're a mechanic, uh, you know, if you have a good motorcycle mechanic, keep them because they're hard to find. If you're an electrician, if you're a plumber, if you're whatever you're good at, like, I don't work on my car, okay? I take it to a car mechanic because I trust them. What it comes down to with motorcycles, maintenance is trust. Find the shop that is going to treat you fairly and honestly, and don't be, don't be allured by these videos that they have that make everything look so simple. You know, I have yes, a saying. The they reason, can be edited. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I charge what I charge isn't because of the time that it takes me to do it. It's because of the 35 years it took me to get to that time, you know, and it's peace of mind, you know, and... Uh, when I get done with it, you know, at my shop, I stand behind my work 100%. You know, if you have a problem, it's my problem. Good stuff. Rob Rangold of Road Dog Customs in Prairieville, Louisiana. Thanks a lot. Stick around, okay? All right. You're listening to Motorcycle Watch. I'm Scotty Drake. And Bob Courtney, the president of Motorcycle Awareness Campaign, joins us now. Bob, what's on your mind these days? Absolutely nothing. All no, right. Good kidding. night, everybody. <laughs> Well, um, I wanted to kind of talk about the aftermath. We talked about it a little bit, but, you know, we had the, the uh, awareness ride. And, in fact, Rob's uh, shop, was they were a part of that, uh, and it was very successful. We had a number of winners, um, very, very happy people. And we're been, we've been getting already people who are sending us emails and saying, when are you going to do it again? And we are going to do it again, but it'll be a year <laughs> before we do it again. Yeah. So, give, give us a minute, people. Please. Yeah, it takes a little while to accumulate a thousand dollars to give to somebody. That's how but, much you got um, on you right now. But we, I, I want to remind people that um, where to get Max signs because this comes up all the time. Um, I get an email, or I get a phone call, or I live here, I live there. Where can I get a Max sign? You know, we we say this all the time, but if you would just go to the Mac website, which is maconorg.com. We list almost all of the locations, and if they're not listed, uh, uh, we will update it because it, that's where you can find out the best place. You can go to, to Rob's shop. We have them there. Just about every, well, every Mac sponsor has the signs and many, many others who really don't support Mac but because we try to get them all over the state, and they're available all over the state of Louisiana in every town and every market. One of the things we can do is we can ship signs to certain people within the state. Like if you want five signs and you, you can't get to one of our locations, you can call us up and we'll see if we can arrange to ship them. But we cannot ship signs outside the state of Louisiana because those signs are paid for by a grant from the uh, Louisiana Highway Safety Commission and uh, for Louisiana people. But we have a lot of our signs all over the country. We don't know how they got there, but, uh, <laughs> but, but we're really, really glad they are. You have an interesting story about that, too, don't you? I have. You know, Scotty, the craziest thing is we travel a lot for L.A. Rider, and we go to all kinds of places, and we see our Mac signs um, all over the place, out in the country. Um, but the craziest thing that ever happened is I was on a stock photo website looking for something related to motorcycle awareness, and a picture pops up, and it's a picture of one of our signs at a rally in Illinois. And I'm like, I, I have no idea how it got there. 
Uh, it's, but it's uh, it's a Mac sign. Uh, watch for nationwide, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but we're happy for that. And and you know, look, the signs aren't the overall answer to saving lives out there, but they're a part of that answer. They're a part of the equation. And you know, the more signs we can get out there, the more awareness we can raise. And we have an unlimited number of signs. Please make us give them all away because that's what we want to do. I mean, if you just put it in your yard, that's fine. Get one for your neighbor. You know, put it out in front of your business. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of places you can put these signs and uh, share them with your family. If you ride, but your family doesn't ride, get them to put them in their yards because sure. they're protecting your life. And, uh, you know, we do other things, but that's the primary thing that we try to do is get those signs out. So if people just go to the website, macorg.com, and look for where to get signs. Go buy Rob's shop. Go buy any of the other dealerships around the state. Uh, they're there. There you go. Uh, we're about out of time, but before we go, I want to thank Rob Rangold of Road Dog Customs for joining me. And, of course, thanks to Bob Courtney for being here as well. I'm Scotty Drake. See you next time. This has been Motorcycle Watch, the podcast for motorcyclists and the people who love them. Motorcycle Watch, presented by MAC, the Motorcycle Awareness Campaign. Thank <laughs> you.